Welcome to Tailgunning. Uh, it's a podcast where just two crit racers are trying not to get dropped. My name is Matt. And I'm Steven. And we decided to start this podcast because uh, we are just kind of bored in quarantine and we wanted a place to talk about stuff, talk through things. Um, we're kind of inspired by Payson McKelvin and Justin Williams' podcast, uh, their Quarantine Companion podcast. And we just thought it was kind of a cool idea. Um, We're kind of hoping to interview some friends and interview other riders. Who knows, maybe even interview more prominent figures in cycling uh, as this thing goes on and, and just kind of talk with people and see what's going on and, and just kind of fill this weird time with something a little bit more productive than sitting on the couch. Uh, So we thought it might be kind of cool to start with our origin stories and so talking about how we found bike racing, um, how we came into it, what it's all about for us. Yeah, so uh, right now, actually, start with a little introduction of myself, I guess. A little more than my name, but I'm Steven. Uh, right now, I race as a cat, too, for intent. And we kind of try to do some crits around the Midwest, Intelligentsia Cup, uh, gateway cop toad those types of things and I guess I had biking in my life for basically all of it um, ever since I got on two wheels cycling has kind of been there with me the whole time uh, I remember when I was actually really little this was probably when I was in elementary school. I live across the street from uh, uh, middle school, and there used to be group rides. And I would bring out my BMX bike when all the guys would meet up for their group ride. And I'd go around the parking lot and do kind of laps. That's kind of like the first time I was introduced to seeing road bikes. But I wouldn't ride with them at all i would just kind of ride around the block as fast as i could a couple times actually like try to impress them or whatever i don't know and then uh that just kind of grew into an interest for racing throughout my life um started out running kind of got into triathlon a little bit i wouldn't consider myself a triathlete but i did a couple turned out i did pretty decent in the cycling section so I actually just took a look into crit racing I signed up for my first crit knowing nothing really about it I just knew how to pedal my bike hard and after that I was absolutely hooked like I had the high from the crit racing the fast turns and drafting and everything it was such a great experience and Ever since then, I haven't really looked back, and I've just really loved cycling for that reason. Right on. That's so funny because my my introduction to it is like 
way different than that. Like I didn't really take to learning how to ride a bike. Like I had a really hard time with it when I was little for whatever reason. Uh, and I had that attitude, um, that I guess I kind of still have today where like, if you don't get something right away, you're just like, this is dumb. I'm not interested in it, whatever. I'm not going to do it. And so like, I just put the bike in the garage and like, didn't ride it for forever until probably around like eighth grade. So what is that? Like 11, 12 years old. And yeah, I think so. And so then I, like my friends wanted to, to go to the store and I was like, well, shoot, the store is like three miles away. I can't ride my skateboard to the store. Uh, and they're all on bikes. So I like pulled this bike out that had not been ridden in probably like five or six years and like pumped the tires up to whatever I thought they should be at and just like got on and took off. And like from then on, I was like, oh, I guess I can ride a bike. And just just like whatever. And then I wasn't really into uh, like endurance sports or anything like that throughout most of my life. Like I was definitely that kid who stayed inside and played video games all day, uh, like came home from school and watched, you know, the after school cartoons um, and just never had any interest in it. And then once I got to college, I was like, well, man, walking around campus kind of sucks. And so I got a bike. I actually saw uh, the first MASH uh, video uh, online somewhere. I don't even remember where I saw it. Probably like basic YouTube way back in the day. And I was like, man, that looks like a ton of fun. So like sold the BMX bike I had bought. Uh, and Wait, then... so Was this the same BMX bike that you were riding in middle school? No, no, no. This is a totally <laughs> different BMX bike. I like oh, okay. bought a BMX bike when I went off to college specifically to to get around on, which already is like a terrible choice because like who wants to pedal a BMX bike around school campus? Um, and so like sold the BMX bike and then went and bought like a super cheap Schwinn Latour from like some dude's barn from like oh like an old one yeah just like a 40s gas pipe schwinn latour and like that was my first road bike too actually yeah it was just like a garbage dude uh my dad actually found one of those when i was like starting to get like oh like i kind of want to like go a little faster on a bike because i had like this mountain bike okay and i think he found one at like a garage sale for five bucks or something yeah, That's crazy. I probably paid way too much for probably like 50 or 60 bucks, like way too much for this bike. And this is in like 2007, maybe 2008. So like way too much for this bike. And then we like stripped it down completely uh, to turn it into a fixie. And like I wanted to do it as cheap as possible because I was a college kid. So, like, I didn't buy any of the proper tools. I remember we took the old chain off because I didn't have a chain breaker tool. So, we took the old chain off by just putting it outside on the concrete with the bike frame on the ground and hitting it with a hammer until the chain broke. No way. It was the dumbest thing ever. And then, like, my buddy who I had met down there who was kind of into into bikes, 
more like the fixie scene helped me put it all together um and it was just like this super janky thing like i got this cheap wheel set off a guy uh and it was ended up being like the hub of the of the rear wheel instead of just being like a fixie hub was a disc brake hub with a cog attached to it by drilling holes through the cog and attaching it uh, to the, where the disc would go on a disc brake. That's actually pretty awesome. It was, it's like the, the most terrible setup in the world. Like <laughs> no reason you should ever do that. And then I like, I remember the gear ratio cause I didn't have any other cogs cause they, was it was like drilled to fit onto that hub was like a 5216 or 5215 so like this massive gear that i'm pushing around town brakeless of course because i watch the mash videos and like i can't put a brake on my bike because i'm too cool so i've never actually i know you've talked about mash before but i haven't seen any of this want to explain that a little bit oh so so mash videos if you don't know uh, mash sf is this i think they are it's actually a bike shop now um but way back in the day it was just like these videos of these dudes on fixed gears bombing around san francisco down the hills uh just like fixed gear no brakes just like huge skids in and out of traffic blowing lights blowing stops like the dumbest stuff you could do but when you're a college kid and you still feel like you're invincible because you're like 19, 20 years old. You're like, yeah, that shit looks amazing. And I want to do that. And so like, I felt like I was doing that in the middle of, you know, central Illinois in normal where it's super flat. <laughs> so we're riding around in the middle of nowhere in Illinois and it's not anything like uh, San Francisco. So of course I just looked like an idiot riding brakeless around cornfields. And then I just kind of like got into riding more and I wanted to see how far I could go and how fast I could go. And I remember posting on like bikeforums.com about how I'm pretty fast. I'm doing like 15 miles in an hour. And like, I think I got <laughs> something here. And people are like, no, dude, you're an idiot. And like, you know, back then I'm like, no way, dude, I I'm totally fast. And he started, so then I showed up to group rides on my fixed gear, brakeless. No. Dude, I swear to God. And, like, got a job at a bike shop and started doing the group rides out of the bike shop. And, like, they were pretty cool with it as long as I didn't ride like an idiot. <laughs> uh, but I just, like, eventually I was like, okay, I kind of need, like, an actual bike. But I was definitely came into it with that attitude of, like, dude, I'm not wearing those tights and I'm not like, I don't want to wear that stuff. Like that's dumb. And then like, it's kind of funny how you, you got started with the fixed gear because, uh, actually like, I think my first introduction to racing was actually like the early, early red hook crits. Dude. I remember seeing them online and just like, yeah, like I would see like, ever. I would see the posters and like, this was way before like the professional racers would come to it. Oh yeah. Like, I think it must've been like, I don't remember what year it might've been like Oh nine or maybe Oh eight. And they were getting a lot of, uh, 
news on this uh like design website because they had this really cool posters and yeah, the guy he, like dude, they made the lap board with uh his like Nintendo controller and all this stuff. Okay. And so like that was my first introduction to crits. I didn't know what a real crit was. I knew like, oh, this is crazy. These guys ride around no brakes. That's no like no gears, just the one. That's crazy that you came to it from like a design website. Because I totally came to it from like like Fixie Forums. And like there used to be this website called uh Hipster NASCAR. Uh, which was like a Chicago, I'm pretty sure Chicago based like blog about just like fixie racing. And like, I remember seeing Red Red Hook on that. And like, uh, the forum that I was on was called like Shy FG. And that was just like, all fixed gear. Like, it was a lot like the trainer road forum is now, but it was for fixed gears. And it was just like full of dumb stuff. And eventually I just found track racing. Like that's where I first started racing was at uh, Ed Rudolph Velodrome. uh, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like my first bike race ever was a track race. Um, Just because that was like the only, only bike I had. And then eventually I was like, oh, maybe I should try, like try out a crit. And then, so I ended up trying out a crit, had like no, you know, nobody has any clue what they're doing when they do their first crit. Right. And like, I look back on it now, like I have some pictures and like, there are people who, who we still know now who were like at the race or like, uh, like a couple guys now that we race with in like the P one twos who were in like the category two, three races, like at my first crit race. It's so funny to look back on. Really? That's funny. And so like, that's how that's how I came to it, like totally different. But uh, I mean, like we didn't mention it earlier, but Steven and I are both teammates and we've been teammates now for what, like three or four years, I think. Three, four years. Yeah, somewhere around, somewhere there. around there. And so like it's super funny to see just like how we both came to it from totally different backgrounds. So when you went to your first bike race, you you were working at a bike shop? Uh, I was in college at the time. So like I would work at the bike shop during the summer. Okay. Like when I went, I, it amazes me that I even tried it because I didn't know anyone. Like I just, there, I went to school, Western Michigan, and they had a race on campus in the summer. Oh, and I just crazy. like randomly saw it and I didn't know anybody. I didn't know what to expect. I bought like my day license. Yeah, the one day. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm like, I might as well try this. And like, I have no idea what to expect. I'm just like going out for rides, like trying to ride as hard as I can. Yeah, you're like smashing it at like 16 miles an hour thinking you're like (laughs) the next fucking Lance Armstrong. Right. And I actually did. The funny thing is that I actually did like decently in that race, but because on the last lap there was a massive crash and I was just like right in front of it. Like I was probably dying like the last two laps. Right. And then half the field got taken out. 
was like, oh, oh man, like, yeah, like, this is awesome. Like, now I'm like top 10 or something like that. Right. Yeah. You always hear about how like people are like, you'll always get dropped in your first race. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure I just finished mid pack in my first race. I think I got like 11th or something. And like, I definitely look back on it and like look and say, oh man, I did a ton of mistakes, but it was not as bad as like a lot of people make the first race out to be. I think, I think a lot of people make it sound way scarier than it actually is. Especially if you come in with like any sort of uh, understanding of how to ride a bike. Yeah. I had never like the most people before that I had ever ridden with was two people like yeah me and my buddy yeah see i think riding in in bigger groups and faster groups might might have helped me in that regard but also the reason that i went to that crit was i actually had joined our collegiate team at illinois state uh university and so i, I was on the collegiate team oh. we, so we rode a bunch together and i had never been to a race but but there were other guys on the team who had been racing for, you know, a couple of years at that point. And so they had like tips and they met us there and talked us through it. I do remember I like slammed a pre-workout maybe 10 minutes before our race started. And I was so nervous getting ready at my car um, that my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, but her and my mom were there and I was so nervous that I like just puked up the entire pre-workout before going up to the start line. Oof. And, and I remember, you know, mid race, I was like, wow, this isn't that bad. It's hard, but like, it was not as scary as I thought it was going to be. I think I was just like too ignorant to like realize, Oh, like this is kind of sketchy. Like there could be crashes and stuff. (laughs) You're just, you're just thinking, (laughs) Like, all right, I'm going to go. Let's let's do this. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, I, I had no idea. Like, I had watched, like, some racing and stuff. And, you know, I, I'd i watch, like, the Tour de France or whatever like, right. on TV if I could catch it. I was like, yeah, drafting's a thing. But, like, mid-pack, probably, like, half-wheeling everybody. Like, just not knowing what to do. So it kind of amazes me, but... I got through it. Did you do more races after that? or uh, I did a couple. My first couple of years of racing were like super spotty. I, Same. I, I, like I would do, you know, two or three races and that would be really it. And then when I moved to Arizona, um, I just like stopped riding completely. And that was in maybe 2013. And so, like, for maybe a year and a half, I stopped riding completely. And when I came... Were you still a Cat 5? Oh, yeah, totally. I had, like, maybe four four or five USAC races. Um, and so, like, it came... When I moved back, 2014, uh, or, yeah, late 2014, uh, I started riding again. Bought, like, a Chinese carbon bike. Thought it was so cool. It was not. Nice. And then started you know, sporadically doing races again. Actually, one of the first races I did when I came back was Sammy's Criterium. It was part of Intelligentsia before it was Intelligentsia. It was called like Prairie State Cycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and it was around the, that loop in St. Charles and Rick and Ken were in that same race. And you can see no. them in the intent kits, like the OG intent kits that are like the white side with the red lettering. And, and like Rick and I, you can see us going in through corners together. Uh, and I had not even met them yet. Like it was still probably a year That's away funny. from meeting them, had no clue who they were. Um, but yeah, so I, I did some some races here and there, and then maybe I want to say 2015 is when I started taking it, you know, quote unquote seriously, and started doing, you know, 10, 20 races a year, and you know, okay. now we're at the point where we probably spend just as much time on the bike as we do off. I think my first year I did two races. I did the first one. And then uh, the second one, I got dropped hard. I remember that. Were those? It was like were those in Michigan, both of them? Yeah. Okay. So the first one was in Kalamazoo, and then the second one was in Grand Rapids. And so, like, I was like, "Oh yeah, my first race, I did pretty decent. Like that was kind of cool." And then the second, the first race was in July, and then uh, the second was in August, and. I remember they like they're doing like the start and everything and there's this kid and they're like oh who do you think is going to win this race like just kind of like the announcer and all this stuff and this kid like next to me just like shoots up his hand like what like a cocky like (laughs) who is this like this kid's like 12 or something like I don't know how old he was. Bro, he was definitely... tell me he rode off the front of this race. He did. Oh, my God. <laughs> he destroyed the race. And, like, uh, this is the Grand Rapids uh, Gaslight Crit, which is actually a pretty fun course. And on the backside, there's this, like, slight downhill. It's not super steep or anything. But I'm looking at my speedometer, and we're, like, doing 30 miles an hour. Like, what is going on? Like, I've never this gone this fast. I've never like, gone in my life. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember how many laps I lasted with the pack, but it was not long at all. Dude, that's too funny. And then after that, uh, it's funny because I feel like we've had, like, these, like, parallel paths. Or, like, we've been coming, like, in different directions, but to the same place. Right. Because you knew Dustin. Yeah, like I raced with Dustin, uh, Dustin Marici in college. He was on my uh, my collegiate team. Um, yeah, so he was good friends through high school with my sister's now husband. Now that's and crazy they were... too because we went to high school together, Dustin and I. Oh, did he really? Yeah, we went to the same high school. We were on the same track team. I didn't know that either. So... Uh, I remember that summer that I did a couple races. He would tell my sister, I hadn't met him yet, but he would tell my sister, oh, you should come out to, I think it was that Sammy's race, because I think they were trying to get a lot of participants. He was like, oh, you should come race this. You should come race this. I was like, I don't really know. Like, like I don't think I'm going to race that because I don't know. I just wasn't that into it but he kept on pushing so I I became friends with him on Facebook and I would follow like the Sammy's page and all that stuff and 
I'd see all these races and I'm like, they're doing like race back to back to back. Like it just blew my mind. Like how does like, it race that much, man? Yeah. I, I remember my first race, I was so sore for like the next like three days. I'm like, yeah. Right. Like, I'll and so ride the, today after that race, man. Right. <laughs> like I can't, I can't ride for like another month after that. And then, uh, so then I was, I kind of looked at their schedule and stuff. So they were doing like some really like early spring races. And that second year I was like, oh, like maybe that's what I got to do. So in Michigan, they have this really early race in April, or I thought it was pretty early and it was freezing cold. I do that do terrible on that too probably the same kid who won the other race probably won that and then i did uh the sign uh omnium okay so and was this one it was three days or two days two it was elgin and uh fox, and river. fox river okay and i did pretty good like i think i had like two top tens or whatever maybe like a top five I don't remember how many people were in the group, but I was like, oh, it's pretty decent, like cat five still. And then like I saw a post that like Dustin and his team were going to Glencoe. So I do that race. First lap. Some as a five you did Glencoe? Yeah. Oh my god. Like this is like my third or fourth race, maybe. And uh First lap, like, dang, this is fast. And some dude, they just overlap wheels. And I end up not being able to stop in time, flip over them, and it actually broke my uh, scaphoid. And so oh, I didn't really? race for like a year, a year or two, I think, after that. Man, that's nuts. Dude, when we did. Were you at that? Were you at Glencoe when I raced Glencoe? It was like the year before it closed. It was the last year it ran. Was that like 20... 2018 maybe? I didn't do it that year. Okay. I just, that was the first and only time I've Was that the one that uh, John crashed at? Uh, maybe. I can't, I I don't remember, but like, dude, I did that. So I showed up to that race. I didn't have time to pre-ride the course, which was a terrible idea. And I was just like, all right, let's do this. And like, I was pretty on form in 2018, like had some pretty decent results. So I was like, yeah, we got this dude. Like, no, no problem. And I just remember just being totally out of my element in that race. And that was as like a three getting ready to upgrade to a two. And like, I remember at one point in that race, I took a line really bad and like almost, almost like hit a curb. Uh, and, and I remember looking at Jeffrey um, and just like having this like look of fear in my eyes. And Jeffrey comes by and he's like, dude, you just need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fair. And like he rides off. And then like I was good for the rest of the time i was in the race before i ended up getting dropped up that backside hill so 
I don't know if they still do this, but when you're a five, they actually have a different course. It's only a four corner crit. Oh, so it's not this like the super technical like no. Okay. I think they cut it like in the middle or something. And I remember that. Oh, yeah. You know what? I bet it's like there's like a really fast left-hand turn that you usually would make, but I wonder if they just turn right there and then it goes around the corner. Yeah, that would make sense. I never did the full length of that course. That I don't know. That race kind of scarred me. That The full course for sure is is was very technical and I was not ready for it. Breaking a scaphoid in, a, in Cat 5s is I could definitely see taking you off racing for a while. Yeah, I think I didn't race. I was in a cast for, I want to say three months because that bone is like low blood flow. Yeah. And my break wasn't, uh, it wasn't eligible for the surgery. Like you could sometimes put a pin in it. Okay. The doctor said my break wasn't allowed to do that. So. I still kind of wanted to like work out at this time. I was still my first few years into uh, bike racing. I was still kind of running and riding just because like running had been a huge part of my life to then. Right. And like, I, I just couldn't run with a cast. So I would actually just bike with my cast. And that was probably the first summer that cause Glen Clough is early spring early summer maybe late spring yeah it's like late spring early summer usually i think so that's probably like i started biking more than running and that was probably the first time but i'm looking at my road results right now and i didn't really start doing more racing until i actually joined a tent yeah i mean like definitely when i joined intent was when I started um, I'm full of road results too now that you brought it up was when I uh, started taking racing you know quote unquote seriously and uh, how long have you been with Intent? oh god dude forever it feels like uh, so probably 20 late so the last race that I raced not with Intent was August of 2014. And I think I joined Intent in like October of 2014. So since then, I've been with Intent. Um, and just like, dude, I remember when I joined the team, it was like me, Rick, Marianne, Simon, Ken, Ra and like maybe two other people and that was it oh gee it was small it was so small and then like we started racing a bunch and we got a bigger presence and now i mean intent is probably one of the biggest teams in in chicago uh as far as like people who who actually you know participate in racing i mean we have a, a pretty big contingent in michigan now too with you guys out there yeah so like, but yeah, definitely I took, didn't really take racing super serious until I joined Intent. And then like from there, it's just grown to like proportions that are, are difficult to comprehend sometimes. 
So like, I guess, you know, transitioning how, uh, I mean, we've both been training pretty hard even through this whole quarantine situation. I mean, like before we were, before this whole thing broke out, like our, you and I in the off season, we're both hitting it pretty hard. Um, you know, that, that first week of the, of the new year, I, I did what, like challenge myself to do like upwards of 16 hours, oh, yeah. and, like just like kept going. And I was like, let's see how much I can do. And, and like, even now you and I both are, you know, doing probably way more training than is necessary in a situation like this, because it's not like we're going to be racing this year, most likely, but uh, like, what is you what is your training looking like right now? Well, I just got done with the recovery week, which is poorly timed due to the nice weather we've had this past week. Like it's been the nicest week of the new year. I'm just sitting here like, uh, I really gotta keep the keep it low uh, intensity and low so you, volume. So, so you're following your recovery week guidelines, whereas this next week is my recovery week and I'm like oh man if the weather's nice maybe i'll go for like another four hour ride yeah i've been trying i was pretty burnt last block so i did uh until this week i haven't really deviated from my plan um or yeah this week now i'm changing it up but my kind of my plan was to come in pretty hot in the spring try to snag some uh, early season points and then take it a little easier and then rebound into like a second peak midsummer. Yeah. And I mean, it sounded, it it sounds like you and I were kind of on the same trajectory. Like we wanted to be, you know, have decent fitness for a couple of the early races. I know we were both really looking forward to tour St. Louis and then it just, Oh yeah. Everything hit the fan and then and then come back uh and and be kind of like tip top shape for for toad and intelligentsia but obviously plans have changed by this point um and you you're following uh trainer road right yeah yeah so you've been doing the trainer road and you did through through the winter you did what was it sweet spot base high volume yep yeah, so you did the high volume and I did the mid volume with like a couple other workouts sprinkled in here and there because I wanted a little bit more intensity, but the the high volume was a little too much, uh, a little too much for me. Um, but now I'm in like I'm doing. Yeah, I was even plus. Yeah, I was doing high volume and adding. Like I remember, yeah, you were like, oh, I think I'm gonna do like another hour. This this winter training had been going so well, like. I cannot wait to race. Like everything just felt like it was firing correctly. And yeah, I'd be doing on Saturdays, I'd be doing the four by 20 and doing an extra hour afterwards endurance and three by thirties on the Sunday afterwards. (laughs) And then another like 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And, and like totally ready. I remember just like all winter we've been like, bro, we're going to kill it. We're going to, we're going to be like the two man wrecking crew. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then like the world falls apart and so like i don't know from how how did you deal with like everything basically just being canceled and put on hold because like i had a little bit of trouble with it but i want to hear how you dealt with it first denial <laughs> okay i think like this last like few weeks it's been hitting me like, I was just like, you know, I'll just keep training and uh, if you're always ready, you don't have to get ready. That was kind of yeah, like my, sure. <laughs> my thinking. And now it's like, oh, um, there might not be any racing this summer. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't want to do any training and I just want to ride my bike. Yeah. Yeah, I think you you were a little bit more focused for longer than I was because like, once I saw all the spring races get canceled uh, and like, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. Um, and I mean, in our own personal conversations, right? Like I, yeah, you called it pretty on, early. Like, I paid way more attention to this whole situation than was probably healthy. <laughs> and so like, I just kind of, you know, I want to say like maybe late March, early April, I was kind of like, it was yeah, like no. mid March, and you were like, "Dude, intelligentsia cups not happening." Yeah, and and so like I was just kind of like, "All right, well, like I'll keep following the plan and I'll keep doing it." You know, maybe the late the late summer races will still happen, and then like, man, mid April came, and I was I was like four weeks in to the the, the high volume plan, doing like fourteen fifteen hours a week, and then I was just kind of like. I don't really feel like doing my intervals anymore. I just kind of want to ride my bike for fun and like put on music and just keep riding. And so like now at this point, you know, I finally hit my rest week and I'm just kind of like, all right, maybe like I'll go back in and I'll start doing some, some more intervals. And, but it's just kind of now at this point, I'm, you know, I know what workout is scheduled for each day and what I'm supposed to do each day, but whether or not I end up doing that specific work every single day is questionable. I want to say yeah. I'm still, I, I want to say I'm, I'm doing like each week, probably if there's, let me think three, four or five, if there's six workouts a week, I'm probably hitting, I would say at at the very least, I'm hitting 50% of the workouts uh, with the other times I'm just kind of like out riding and riding how I want to. Yeah, I'm kind of, I feel like I might be that same way. I'm going to try to do some sweet spot the next few weeks and just try to keep that going. But if there's a day where I don't really feel like it, I'm not going to stress over it. Yeah, but also, kinda... it's also kind of a good time to, uh, really see I'm kind of thinking like oh this might be a good time to see how long I could like really drag out these blocks just really like kind of pound in the work just totally destroy yourself yeah and just totally don't have anything to peek for yeah just totally destroy myself and just like adapt my body to this like bigger volume yeah super it all builds on each other Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's one of the things that I kind of like resorted to, to telling myself over and over is like, 
hey man, it's okay if you don't hit these these you know super hard intervals. Like, it's all just base miles at this point, man. Like, right. <laughs> totally just like thinking of any way to just justify just riding around instead of doing like <laughs> a four by twenty on a Thursday afternoon when it's seventy degrees outside. Yeah. Uh, though the nice thing is it kind of opens up more possibility for these like adventure rides and stuff. Like even yeah. though you can't do them with anybody, usually like, we're racing, you know, I, I'll race on a Wednesday and we've got this Wednesday night series and that's usually about 90 minutes of racing and pretty much hard the whole time. And then uh, maybe racing two times a weekend if there's like a double race. And I'm, so I'll usually be racing eight plus times a month. Yeah, I mean, like, and you don't really feel like doing big rides when you're doing all that intensity. Yeah, no, no way. Like, usually, like you said, like, you're doing at least like a hard group ride and a, and a one race during the week or practice race or whatever. And then like the weekends you're either racing both days or one of the days and the other day you're probably doing either a, a long easy ride or a recovery ride. So it's just like, it's definitely me like last time this, my schedule last year, which I think I like burnt myself out was Monday recovery spin usually Tuesday I would actually try to do a little bit of work and then Wednesday is grand so that's like uh those long kind of crit road race on a racetrack and basically like the whole time before is warm up and I'll usually ride like 30 to 40 minutes before that then hit the race and then on Thursdays, there's some guys at my work who like to ride. So I ride with them. They don't hit super hard, but after two days of intensity. Yeah, right. Like we on... would always do the, the Fred ride on Thursday, and it was always yeah, like, still, like way too hard for what we should be doing. Yeah, there's one guy. Uh, he's pretty fit, and he always kind of – takes the first pull and I'm like man like i'm feeling like really bad today <laughs> you're, you're doing like <laughs> you're doing like 60 percent, and you're like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to keep up with this group right now yeah i mean it's just like a small group and but yeah depending on how like the weekend went with racing it's like most of the time because i feel bad missing it because it's like a probably a group of like three to four and sometimes if i like email no they'll be like oh like Oh, if someone else says they're out, then basically everybody's out. Like yeah. one guy misses. So then I'd do that. Then Friday, if I had a race, it'd be openers and then race on the weekend. Yeah. So it's like, when are you? It sounds sad or it sounds bad, I would say, because like we do enjoy, like I enjoy racing and I enjoy riding really hard and like beating myself up. But at the same time, like, you when you have that race schedule you don't get to just like enjoy the summer yeah and like turn your brain off and just like go pedal yeah 
Yeah, that too. You always have to be on, right? And so, like, I mean, I've been doing that a, a bunch, just, like, putting playlists together and, like, not even knowing what route I'm going to ride and just, like, going and riding for however long I feel like. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Also, I, mean, I realized how much I repeat. Because by this time, I'd probably already be racing every weekend almost. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, oh, like, what route am I going to do today? Okay, I did that one already, like, oh my ten God. times. Dude, I am so done with riding the roads that I ride all the time. I just want to, like, move 100 miles away so I could ride new roads. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I'm pre- that's such I'm a pretty much the same thing problem. Right it's like, I can't complain about that. I told Laren uh, this week, and I was like, I kind of feel like driving down to uh, Kalamazoo, which is where I went to college. So that's like maybe 40 miles south of where I live now. And just kind of doing my old routes there. And Yeah, like I have legit considered just driving, you know, an hour or two away and just like riding somewhere else. But like at that point, it's like, what are, like why are you wasting all that time? But, yeah, I mean, like, quarantine's definitely affecting riding and racing. and But I do think, uh, I do think that it's affecting, um, like, bikes in general, too. Just, like, not even racing-specific or training-specific. But uh, just, like, it's getting a ton of people out riding. Like, I see way more people out now than I would have previous, like on paths or even on the road. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have a lot of bike paths by you. Yeah, we have uh, some. Typically, around here, I just use them as, like, connectors, like, to different areas of town. Yeah, that's what I use most of them for, too. And (laughs) it's like there are some, like, depending on the time of day, it's like, uh, maybe I shouldn't hit this path because it's going to be so crowded. It's or so before crowded. Like last yes. summer, no issue. Because usually, yeah, like last year, or normally, if this wasn't happening, like there'd be no one, or maybe like one or two people. And now you have it's like the first nice day of the year where it'd be crowded, right? And then like around Fourth of July, it'd be crowded. Yeah, and then like any time other than that. Yeah, and, and like, now, now it's, like, I almost get anxiety when I'm, when I think I'm going to have to get on the path, because I'm thinking about all of the people that I'm going to have to pass or go by, um, and I'm just, I just would rather not deal with it, so it's, it's, in my head, I'm thinking, maybe I should just take this road instead of taking the path. Yeah, I've been doing that a lot lately. That's it for this week. Uh, I think next time we're going to try and get a guest. I don't know who yet, but we'll try and find somebody who's interested in coming and talking with us about all things riding and racing and keeping ourselves busy during this crazy time. Steven, I'll see you next week. All right. See you. All right. Later.